Hello everyone, this is Mike with Modern Da Vinci and welcome to another Modern Da Vinci podcast. I am super excited today to have uh, with us on this podcast Chris Atala, who is event director and final boss at a company called Games Done Legit. Uh, their website is gamesdonelegit.com and I really thank you for taking the time to talk with us, Chris. Uh, how are you doing this morning? I'm great. Thank you so much, Mike, for having me on uh, Modern Da Vinci. Yeah, absolutely. I, first of all, I love, <laughs> I love your name. I, I love your, your uh, title for, uh, for your company, Event Director and Final Boss at Games Done Legit. That's really cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, appreciate it. I wanted something that, you know, was a little original, you know, just like our company, our idea of, uh, you know, inserting video game entertainment into special events, you know, the sort of companies based around. So, you know, everything that we try to do with the company, you know, I'd like to have it centered on video games, but this still needs to make sense to, like, the larger, you know, business community. If someone, you know, hasn't played a video game since Pac-Man in the 80s, you know, my, my job title still needs to uh, resonate with them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's very clever, very good. So, and can you tell us a little bit more? I think, you know, people that listen to our podcast, uh, you know, everybody's very familiar with Modern Da Vinci. Uh, you know, we're trying to help grow people's businesses and um, help them become world-class leaders. Can you tell us a little bit about Games Done Legit and give us a feel for what you're all about and sort of how we got connected here? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so Games Done Legit, we basically take the, you know, the video games that people love and now virtual reality as well, and we leverage them for the events uh, that are the most um, important part of people's lives. So any kind of special event, we do like corporate team building activities, you know, with uh, four-player Pac-Man and Donkey Kong and like Mario Kart and things like that to VR. Um, and of course, you know, we do bar mitzvahs and nonprofits slash fundraising, you know, with video game events and um, even education. We're in school programs now, and we're very excited about the future of uh, what we can do with uh, especially virtual reality in classrooms. Oh, yeah. Wow. Some of the uh, virtual reality stuff that's coming out is, is pretty impressive. Uh, do you, so the kids, I'm sure, love it for the schools. What about, I mean, at the corporate events, you know, are, are the, uh, the, the corporate people that show up, are they equally excited about uh, these, these team-building events that you put on? Oh, yeah, because, I mean, what we do, you know, we for the corporate stuff, whether, you know, anyone pretty much under, like, the age of, like, 50 now, I would say, you know, at least you've got, you know, memory, memories of um, the 80s arcades. Like, it doesn't matter if you haven't played a game since Defender. Like, that was a part of the popular culture at the time, and there were so few video games, so the ones that were popular were even more important and resonated with people. So, you know, we go back to, you know, those 80s games or, you know, to, like, I'm about to be 34, so I'm kind of the tail end of the millennials. I grew up with Nintendo, and then, you know, we all played the Genesis, Sega Genesis sports games, like NBA Jam and, the, you know, Madden on Genesis and everything. So, you know, we use, like, whatever games, uh, you know, really match up, you know, with that generation that they especially played growing up, and those games are still simple and easy to pick up now, even, you know, if you haven't played them in 20 years. And um, video games just have this just really interesting just social power to, you know, bring people together and get people smiling and laughing and kind of like break up clicks that um, yeah. companies really seem to find beneficial so far. Yeah, you know, that, I, that's, <laughs> that's exactly why I was excited about talking with you is that, you know, I, I'm a huge uh, video game player myself, whether it's on my phone or 
you know, hooking the PC up to the, the television and playing. Um, and, and I've seen some people talk about the benefit to businesses and, and schools and, uh, you know, different events, obviously, for entertainment purposes. But, um, but this was exciting to me because you seem to be able to tie uh, business activities, specifically team building, which I want to ask you a bunch of questions about today, into, you know, this, this sort of fun culture of, of gaming. It's very neat. So have you have you always done this job? Where where did you get your start? Uh, as a um, like a young guy, basically, you know, in school, all I wanted to talk about was video games. It was you know my main hobby. It was the only child, and um, no one at school, like I basically like got made fun of at school all the time for just only talking about video games. But um, when I would go to the arcade as a little kid, you know, it didn't matter that I was like short and like you know dorky looking with like giant glasses. Like at the arcade, it was a meritocracy. Like kids did not, like, tease each other over the normal things because you were all just there to play Street Fighter or, like, Mortal Kombat or whatever. So, funny <laughs> yeah. games had a really big impact on me, especially, you know, even over other video games. And um, in college, I started competing at the, the Street Fighter games at national tournaments, and we started running our own that became the second biggest tournament in the world for um, stretchy years, and we did that in 2006 to 2012. And, um, you know, we have 10 countries coming in, and um, I realized that this was the thing that made me happy, the happiest thing that I had in my life, the thing I was most passionate about is entertaining other people, you know, through this video game event. So I uh, decided to learn about, like, the professional special events industry, which we have a very thriving uh, events industry here in Cleveland, Ohio, and um, worked in there for a little bit, and I couldn't find a job as an event coordinator, so I just had this idea of, um, you know, doing gaming entertainment, you know, possibly for special events, and just decided to start a company, kept working on it, and then uh, put my desk job. I just felt it was time, and I've been doing it full-time for about two years now with Games on Legit. Oh, wow, that's, that's really awesome. So you've really been uh, you've really been sort of passionate about this uh, your whole life and were able to turn it into a, into a really neat business, it sounds like. Yeah, I think everyone deserves that opportunity, and um, I think it's harder for the generation that came before us, like my mom's generation, her brothers, uh, you know, it's like, you know, work really hard, you know, set, you know, sacrifice your family, you know, slave away and like, you know, uh, you know, mid-management, you know, upper-level management, and um, that's kind of, I just have known so many people like that, you know, that when I was, you know, interning, you know, at jobs when I was 16, 17, it's like I was just surrounded by all these people who, you know, didn't really seem to be too into their jobs or just working in corporate America. And I think more and more people, like our age and younger, you know, want to have a job that, you know, you feel passionate about, has like a positive impact, and you can see the positive impact, you know, that your job has. And, um, yeah, I think everyone deserves some consideration to see, you know, what you truly love to do. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, well, it's really interesting that you say that because, and, and there may be some people here listening, uh, you know, that, that have a similar feeling towards video games, but I was sitting around a table with some colleagues and we were, you know, we were at dinner and just chit-chatting about life and uh, a friend of mine uh, and myself who are part of the uh, the same clan and this this. Uh, film game called Clash of Clans. You know, probably almost everybody's heard about it at this point. Oh, yeah. We we were uh, talking about it, getting excited about it, and you know, we just pop in for five minutes and play the game, and then leave and and go to do our work. But we asked a colleague of ours, you know, do you have any games on your phone? You know, what do, what do you like to play? And we just assumed that he, uh, you know, he also had a favorite app, Angry Birds or whatever. And he looked, you know, he looked at us very seriously. And and he, the funny thing was, he had sort of this 
this thick, uh, almost Russian accent, and he said, I play the game of business. And <laughs> we, we laughed at first, but then we all felt a little bit childish, you know, for, for still playing games like we did when we were younger, even though everybody at the table had their favorite game that they played. Uh, you know, he was pretty serious about, uh, about the fact that he didn't play games and that he was working on, you know, quote, more important things. So uh, do you often run into such banter when you describe what you do? What do you say to people like that? Um, it is strange. There is kind of like a strange stigma, mostly from, you know, like, you know, older generations, I suppose, and not everyone. My grandpa was an IBM lifer, and he taught me, like, Commodore 64, and, you know, they bought me my first Nintendo, and they got me into video games and everything. It was mostly my grandpa. But, um, you know, in America, and this is less so, there's a great documentary um, called Thank You for Playing about this game. It's a really, really sad story called That Dragon Cancer. Um, but uh, that's, that's another thing. Um, but they talk about, this, this, they made this video game about a very, very serious matter, and it's more like an experience than it is a video game. And hmm. it really picked up, like, in Europe before America. They were going to PAX and, like, these big shows, and people didn't know what to make of, like, this video game that, you know, was about this, like, very serious, very sad experience. And um, gaming is, gaming is like starting to grow up. I mean, 95% of kids play video games. Like almost everyone, you know, from our generation had exposure to games, you know, throughout the 80s, throughout the 90s. Um, The thing is, it just needs to be presented in a more mature way. And the mobile games and like VR are changing what a video game is because I think this is, and this is like a longer discussion, but like the AAA video game development, which is like, you know, the new Gears of War and like the new Halo. Like, yes, gaming makes all this money now, but those games largely are marketed to like a very specific uh, demographic, which is, um, yeah. you know, they're like how games, you know, have to have this checklist of blah, blah, blah. And they, you know, they're generally like a certain level of violence and things like that. Um, thanks to like mobile ga- mobile apps and like the indie game scene and what's happening with VR, um, it's really expanding, I think in like popular consciousness, what a video game is so much to the fact that I think we're going to need a new term for what it like an interactive experience is because there's going to be more games like this Dragon Cancer, what's happening with VR that are not just video games. And like, I mean, just more of the point, it's like video games, it's, they're, they're just fun. They help us interact with other people in a totally different, a totally fun way. And um, there's really nothing to dislike about them. And now I explain to people, you know, even like Call of Duty, they're doing research because these video games are so popular. They're finally starting to do research on the good that we get from playing video games. Even like how Call of Duty helps us um, have more uh, be able to see detail and seek out the things that we're looking for visually. Um, there's sure. all kinds of research now about the great things that our video games are doing. So I mean, it's just like you can just put your head your head in the sand and pretend like video games don't matter or they're for like little kids, but it's not the reality at all. Well. Well, yeah, one of the things, you know, after I thought about the comment in and, and retrospect was that, you know, he just had a different perspective. And when I learned about your company and that you were using it as a platform for team building, uh, especially in corporations, right, where you have um, all different ages playing, you know, games to, to build a team and, and sort of become better workers together, um, that was a very exciting prospect to, when did you come to this realization that you could use video games to help build teams for corporations? Um, it's been like a very uh, organic 
journey that I've been on because, um, you know, I started from, okay, I run tournaments, and then a, a high school came to us and wanted tournaments for their kids. And I got to see how, you know, we ran like a Madden tournament 2K, and I had Just Dance and Rock Band set up just for fun. And it really reinforced to me that the experience I had as a kid where video games were a unique way for me to interact, you know, as peers with kids I, I wouldn't, you know, never met, wouldn't have had anything to do with. And then that was reinforced in the fighting game community where I was meeting people all over the world, you know, totally different, you know, uh, all races, all different socioeconomic backgrounds. And we all bonded, you know, just through this common interest. And um, that kind of gave me the idea. And then it was really other people, like um, through this group, so I joined a networking group called the International Special Events Society, which um, in a couple of days is actually changing its name because that acronym is ISIS. And, you know, oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, we've been around since the 80s, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I see it. it sucks, you know, uh, thinking you're going to set off an Amber Alert when we're having meetings at Canera, you know. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, not a good thing. <laughs> so anyway, so it's like, it's a who's who, like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is here in Cleveland, you know, they're members, um, you know, like every hotel venue and all this stuff. And I just kind of came in, you know, sheepishly, started to, you know, network with these people and said, oh, yeah, you know, I, I have this idea of doing, you know, video game entertainment for events. And just the idea is that people flooded at me and it still happens to me. I'll go to a site visit and someone will be like, oh, this is for Ripper family reunions and class reunions. And I'll be like, I didn't even think of that. Let me make you a sheet, you know. To, yeah, you yeah. Know, to that. So it was really from, you know, mentors and other people who, who um, you know, are in the industry and, you know, who give me that idea. And then when I get an idea... Everything I do is just, I just tailor what I know, because I know so much about video games, as so many of us do, from just being obsessed with games and just loving video games and, you know, reading the magazines and experiencing so many different games, chatting with our friends, you know, beating new games and all that stuff. So I just go back to, you know, this reservoir of knowledge that I have and, you know, have cool people around who I can bounce ideas off of and, you know, just design stuff that, you know, seems to work and people like. Yeah, that's, that's great. I mean, it, are there specific types of companies that you find yourself working with or is it is it sort of all over the map? Is it, uh, you know, every different kind? Yeah, I mean, pretty much all over the map. I mean, um, most companies, because I always ask, you know, what the demographic is, you know, that we're designing an activity for. And, you know, most of the time, like most of the games that we use are, um, you know, similar formats because it's got to be stuff unless I'm dealing with, you know, like 20-somethings and like early 30-somethings that, you know, can maybe handle dual analog, which, um, you know, if you haven't played video games since, you know, the, the PlayStation 2, you know, very seriously in the early 2000s, you, you cannot pick up a, a joystick or uh, I should say like a modern controller and like operate it. There's too many buttons. They're too complex. Sure. So, you know, we do stuff like there's uh, Pac-Man Versus, which is a, a game on GameCube almost no one got to play because you need a Game Boy Advance with a special cable. You need the game. Like one person has Pac-Man on the Game Boy Advance, just on the little Game Boy. Then everyone else is a ghost, and, you know, they have to, and we just designed some like, oh, you know, they have to work together to, you know, catch Pac-Man, or I might be Pac-Man, and they have to, you know, come up with a plan on the fly because, you know, I'm a old school gamer. I'm, like, good at the game. So they have to form the strategy, you know, to trap me, you know, as Pac-Man. Um, and just, just do stuff like that. Like, you know, uh, Mario Kart Double Dash, you know, two people have to be in a cart at the same time. 
There's a, a really cool VR game called Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes for the Gear VR. And one person with a headset is like looking, like physically looking at a bomb, and they have to like uh, they have to operate, you know, the control to defuse it. And everyone else around them, uh, of course, the headset wearer can't see has the manual on how to defuse it. So you know, oh, they have to look themselves to figure out. Okay, you know, you take this part, you take this part, you take this part, and then they have to communicate verbally to the headset wearer. You know, okay, you know, flip the switch and flip that switch. So. And there's Android games, there's all kinds of stuff, and it's fun. It lets us be creative and uh, get to see people have a great time. And like I said, with kids or with adults, you know, there's nothing like that breaks a click up, like working working with someone through, like, video games. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you have a very specific objective for people to accomplish. They're not, you know, in some events, I'm sure people are just sitting down to play and have fun, but with the, you know, the corporate team building events, it sounds like there's a specific objective and, and you've sort of crafted ways uh, to force them almost to work together towards a, a single goal. Yeah, and um, hopefully, you know, as your listeners and readers know, you know, if they, you know, are a C-level executive or, you know, they started a business, you know, your business, you know, and this is at least how I approached it, you know, you need to solve a problem for someone else and, you know, figure out how to get that, you know, your product, you know, in their hands and explain how you're going to solve their problem. So that's basically what my company does. It's just in a totally different way, you know, with video games. Sure, yeah. Yeah. What's the, you know, as people are playing these these games, as they're seeking out the same objective, objective together um, in these environments, do you see, uh, you know, difficulties that some team members have either either with the game itself or or between team members? You know, what's the biggest weakness, I would say, that you see as people are doing these team building activities? Is there anything consistent uh, across the different companies? Um, I think, and this, this holds true for the kids' events that we do as well, actually, in schools. We, we serve... Um, like an aftercare program called Horizon Education Centers here that uh, it's a free service, so, and they, it's inner city Cleveland, so they serve a lot of kids that, you know, didn't have the same advantages that I had, you know, at five, six, seven, you know, years old and everything. And um, the most, most most of the troubles would just be like, oh, this is like, it's, it's too complicated, you know, I can't do this. And it's really, you know, it's sad when kids see that, but it's a more natural uh, reaction to adults just to, like sit down at something and it's like, oh, I don't get this like right away, and you know they just you know might, are tempted to turn off, and um, sure. that's what we do. And we we come up with the most basically basic uh, video games that pretty much anybody can really respond to, and um, you know after and you basically like minimal coaching, you know they can get the hang of it and understand. And uh, I, I basically approach all this stuff as my fiance who hated uh-huh. video games until we were together because obviously she had no choice, you know, being with me and this is my company. So can Kate handle this? Can Kate like figure this out with like minimal direction? And um, that's how I I base our activities around. And, uh, you know, we're seeing pretty pretty good success because, you know, games are just fun and uh, we just present things that are easy to pick up and play. Yeah. So they're not, uh, they're not focused on the mechanics of playing the game so much as they are focused on, Working with their teammates to uh, to accomplish something uh, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. You, yeah, you know, minimal barrier to entry. Just as you know, most 
team, you know, most team building, you know, is going to be like that. You're not going to have some kind of technical component to it. Video games, of course, there's going to be a minimal technical component. So we need that as simple as possible. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You know, we um, we just released yesterday, uh, uh, by chance, actually, we're talking about, you know, team building here. Um, and yesterday we just released a new post on fixing or mending uh, broken teams and how do you identify, you know, a team that is having trouble uh, either working together or uh, accomplishing an objective, you know, within the corporation. And then how do you go about fixing that? And so with, you know, with that uh, hot on the heels of that article that we just released, I guess I would ask you, do you see broken teams come to you? Are they, uh, you know, are managers bringing their teams as a reward for, you know, people that are working well together? Or are some of them coming to you, you know, to help uh, create a new dynamic or a new culture with the teams uh, within their organization and using video games as a way to do that? Um, for for right now, mostly it's been reward, but yeah. um, you know I wholeheartedly believe in you know our our, our mission statements and you know like what like I, you know we said like you know the positive benefits of gaming and all that stuff. So I feel like more down the road when you know I have more basically like solid evidence and solid research and you know just my company you know it's just kind of grown I've, I've been a one-man operation you know for the most part with this thing so i'm building step by step and yeah. um that i think is definitely going to be a huge sell is that um yeah not only okay you know and things just can be like a fun thing you know get your team together and everything but uh you know i don't want to present that um you know hard return until i'm like absolutely satisfied in what we do. So I feel like I need, you know, a little bit more evidence, a little bit more research behind to, to back what it is that I already know, you know, implicitly and the anecdotal evidence that I have. I, I basically like to have a little bit more on paper before I start presenting it in that capacity. But, um, I mean, yeah, I, I absolutely believe that, you know, if we go to like an HR manager and we say like, you know, okay, you know, here's our packages, but, you know, we always ask like, what are your challenges? You know, what are the problems that we can fix? And when we right. get to some of those, you know, higher level difficulties, you know, that they have, that's going to be where I can really like, you know, crack my knuckles and just be like, okay, like I'm going to work here and I'm going to design some things that, you know, are going to get you know, people out of their shell or get people, you know, communicating. Whatever their needs are, you know, we'll design something around it and I know it'll be successful. Yeah, it makes sense. You've, you've uh, kind of indicated uh, from when we started talking that it sounds like you design a little bit. I'm sure you reuse, you know, some of your events as well, but it sounds like when a corporation comes to you, you're able to sort of get to the bottom of what it is that they're dealing with um, and then design something that is, you know, impactful specifically to their organization, whether it's whether it's for fun or, like you say, in the future, if somebody's coming to you uh, to help, you know, mend or, or, or fix what they perceive to be a broken team. Yeah, because I mean, I think like as a, you know, I it's it's hard for me to wrap my head around it, but I'm starting to understand a little bit more the concept of like a serial entrepreneur because it's like they they get something going and then you know they get bored with it or okay this is already working I want to go do something else like uh it's uh with the event that we used to run you know every year we just walked away at the height of our success in 2012 for a couple different reasons, but part of it was this, like, we just felt there was nothing more to really innovate, and this fighting game scene had just become, like, a machine, and um, I was just, I was honestly bored with it, and I didn't like the motivations of um, a lot of the players and a lot of the organizers, 
you know, we're really just doing it for money at that point. Mm-hmm. We don't really care about the games anymore. And, uh, <laughs> for me, like, for me, no matter what I do, I always have to have the passion behind it, or else I'm just not going to do it, you know. I just right. have kind of personality. So that's why the corporate stuff is, like, so fun, because if I don't know that I'm delivering something, you know, customized, and I really design something that is special and I can really be proud of, and, like, as a business owner, I just don't want to do it. So it's, it's really important for us to, you know, give every event, you know, that care. Right. Yeah, that that, that makes sense. When it, when it turns into a, when the events turn into sort of a machine and uh, and they're not focused on the uh, the fun or the passion anymore, it can make it difficult. Um, you know, another question along the lines of uh, this, the, the team building, and this is, again, coming from the article that we just wrote yesterday. Um, it occurred to me that you know, when I so I play video games too. I've played multiplayer games either with my kids or with friends when they come over. And everybody has a role to play in the game. And it's very synonymous, right, with with a business team environment where everybody also has a role to play. And I think though in games, you know, those roles are maybe a little more defined. It's it's easier to put your finger on what your specific role is in a video game versus when you're in a company, uh, you know, that may be a little more complicated because you've got multiple duties and lots of things going on, projects and tasks. So that was one thing that came to mind that was a principle, I guess, is that, you know, having a role for every team member is important. And my question to you is, what other teamwork principles do you see at play when, you know, corporations are coming to you and, uh, and, and these events are going on uh, during multiplayer games? And how do they use that to build their teams and, and execute projects and tasks once they go back to the back to the office? Yeah, um, and like you uh, just said, Mike, it's um, one of the great things about video games. This is something that teams need is those specified roles, so a team can work most efficiently together. Um, I've served on boards before, like you know, uh, you know, like nonprofit boards and stuff like that, where you know there's a lot of disorganization, and me being younger than most of the board members. I have, tend, I have sometimes felt a bit marginalized, and, you know, I know I have this great idea, but, uh, you know, I'm in the minority, so I feel, I felt like, man, like, why am I even here? Like, I have no place, you know, on this team. And um, yeah. that's a really crappy feeling, you know, for anyone, and I think it happens a lot in the workplace. So with something like video games are so great, you know, as, as you brought up, because everyone gets, like, that specialized goal. Like, oh, if you're playing Pac-Man and you threw your ghost, you know exactly, you know, what you're supposed to be doing and, um, you know, who you're working with and, uh, you know, you figure out how to work together. And um, we even use rock bands. You know, we have the full rock band set up, you know, keyboard, drums, you know, two guitars, two mics and everything. And that alone is an activity that we do because, you know, whether it's, um, you know, they're whatever team, you know, that they're on, you know, at the company, you know, and they have to sit down at it or or an activity where they're just breaking up people randomly to get, you know, people to, you know, basically strangers to work together. You know, Rock Band is perfect because, um, you know, even on easy, if, you, you know, you're not a Rock Band player, oh, maybe we'll put you on vocals. But, uh, you know, and you all have to work together, you know, to, like, get the, you know, pass the song and everything. And um, they have to decide right there. And then that kind of helps you see, like, you know, 
who are the leaders, you know, who is going to, you know, kind of like argue about, no, I really want to do this, either because, you know, they're more alpha or just because, you know, they're passionate about it or, you know, whatever. So you get to see a lot of personalities at play. And gaming, it, it can be a healthy thing because it's not like on a work-related project where you're going to have a little bit more, you know, ego, just naturally, you know, at oh, play. Sure. You know, when you're doing you know, video games and you got, you know, a friendly moderator there and it's, you know, it kind of, it's all in good fun, um, you're able to maybe see those issues that a team might have and address them, you know, directly and, um, you know, even give you some takeaways, you know, for the team after that. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, you just throw them out there and just, uh, you know, see how, how they work and then, uh, you know, address from there. Yeah, that makes uh, a lot of sense. I've played the rock band before, and, and I've been stuck. I, I would call it stuck in the singer role, uh, which I'm not very good at doing. And so, I, you know, I'll typically uh, <laughs> try and negotiate with the other people on the game to see if I can, you know, play guitar or drums or something different. <laughs> wow, this is uh, this has been this has been really great. So I guess we're we're getting pretty close on time. I've got you know dozens of other questions that I could ask you, but. Um, you know, maybe we can do another interview sometime and, and get to the bottom of that and, and talk some more. But let me leave you with one final question. Uh, when it comes to, you know, playing video games in a team, it's easy to, you know, define the roles, right? Like you just said with Rock Band, everybody has a job to do. Um, it may be even easy to see sort of the, the weak links in the team, right? Me as a singer, uh, for yeah. example, uh, and devise plans for improving that. Um, you know, I, I need to move over and play guitar instead of sing because we're not going to do very well if I do that. And it's easy to communicate with each other. So, you know, how how do you see people or, or how do you yourself sort of translate all of this into the messy world of, of business, right? Everybody has different tasks to do and, and worries and concerns. You know, how does how does your event sort of help them Number one, get past all of that, all of those worries and concerns, and and then how do they also go back? You know, how do you see them going back to their corporation uh, as as better teams or as better individuals after they've gone to one of your events? You know, I think down the road, I hope that you know our video game, you know, exercises and everything can fix every problem you know that a team might have. You know, it's probably not realistic, but you know, I like to shoot for the stars like that. Um, you know, and and you know, in the meantime. Um, the way I look at all this stuff is that, uh, you know, what makes our company unique and why people enjoy it so much is that face-to-face -face interaction with other people is so important. And until in the office we divine a better way to communicate than emails and conference calls and things like that, um, it's really hard to, you know, read other people, uh, you know, not take those perceived slights, you know, the wrong way in like a text conversation. This is what we started in August, and we're we're also busy. You know that really hard to have a lot of face to face interaction. You know with your colleagues, and just I think a lot of this is anecdotal for me, but I think I've just had so many misunderstandings where, and now I've, I've tried to learn from it and everything. But just when you're not seeing people, you know, face to face, and you don't see that, you know, the empathy. Um, I, I like it. This is. This is probably a place where it's like, oh, I like to, we should. Have, you're gonna have this part out a little bit. I'm trying to no problem. my answer for like the the final end, but basically uh, the the point is that you know video games are a thing that uh, you know take us back to our childhood. Most of us had more time when you know we were younger, you know, or we're playing you know games with our kids and that kind of like be kids again. 
But um, that happiness and that joy that comes from, like, playing games and accomplishing things or a digital setting, we're going through, like, these happy environments and things like that. Just that face-to-face interaction, even if it's, like, we're competing in NBA Jam or, you know, whatever, that has an immense positive impact on a team because you're getting together, you're having fun, and that relationship that even if you're creating that, you know, in the short term, that might repair, you know, oh, this person, you know, they said this email a couple weeks ago, or, you know, oh, they said this thing in the lunchroom, you know, that blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's something that I can't emphasize enough how important it is for people to actually be able to see each other and work together, you know, come together in the same space. And um, kind of a meandering answer, but uh, yeah, yeah no, it's a good one. I mean, it sounds like it. You know, it, it, it makes a lot of sense too, right? It's a way for people to come together, remember how to work together in a fun and exciting way, instead of under the stress of a of a, you know a project deadline or or something similar. So. Wow, yeah, this is really great. I, I, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, to meet with me here. And it, let me ask you, if people are interested in contacting you, what's the best way to get in touch? Yeah, so our website is gamesdonelegit.com, and whatever kind of event that you're looking for, whether it's, you know, it's a bar mitzvah or it's corporate or even a wedding reception, you know, they're all presented to you, you know, on our site. You can kind of go down the rabbit hole of, um, you know, whatever kind of event that you're looking for that we can provide, you know, interactive entertainment or activities for. And um, we, it's kind of newer, but we have a blog where, um, and that's another place we'll have to uh, cross-promote, Mike, which I'm excited to do is um, I just decided, and again, it's like, I won't do something unless I just, like, want to do it. I can't force myself to do things. So I blog about business, but I just put it in the context of, like, video games. Like, uh, yeah. I just blog, you know, four things that you can learn about starting a business that I learned from Dragon Warrior 1, the first wow. Indian RPG. So stuff oh, like that. And, um, yeah, just, just check out our website. And basically what we do is, um, you know, I'm trying to create demand for something that people don't know is out there and that they'll love yet. So, you know, if you're passionate about video games, uh, I'd love to hear about it, number one, because I love talking about video games. I love hearing people's stories because everyone's got stories of, you know, growing up, playing games, you know, with their family, how it brought them closer to their friends, you know, whatever. Uh, I love your stories, and just tweet me you at any social media platform, at Games on Legit. Love to talk to you about uh, what we're doing with our business or just games in general. That's awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you again. So, everybody, this is Chris Hatala with Games Done Legit at www.gamesdonelegit.com. That is all for now. Thank you for listening in. We hope that this interview on, on video games and team building gave you some ideas to help you grow your business and become a world-class leader. Now, with that in mind, we wish you massive growth and success, and we look forward to talking to you again soon.